2: You know what? You're right!
0: We got this!
3: Best British crisps flavor.
0: I like that you added an extra detail at the end. Haunted Victorian <laughs> ghost. Child. <laughs> that got snuck that, on there. That's at the, the end. one that. The ghost that talks to you, Mike.
3: Mark, Mark? Oh,
0: God. Oh, God. This ghost again.
3: Let me out of your bureau.
0: I can't let you out of the bureau, ghost of a Victorian child. We're about to record an episode about British treats that children love. Oh, no! (laughs) I've angered the
1: ghost. (laughs) Welcome to We Got This with Mark and Hal. The show that settles the debates nobody else will touch. And today we are flying across the pond. Yeah, we are to jolly old England. And this is fun, Mark. You have no idea about this, but our guest, the great John Kavalik is here. He will text me. We'll text back and forth, text about episodes. He's had mm-hmm. great suggestions over time. We have talked about him coming on. And then eventually, eventually <laughs> what didn't you say? Like, I'm just going to send you these crisps because I want you to try them and, and settle this. And it's yes. like, well, you have to come on too. What, the, you were born in England.
2: I was, as you can tell from my accent, I was born in
1: Manchester. Oh, and you I, sound I, it. I would have guessed. So th- just I barely just, understand that.
0: Yeah. I don't know about this game that you guys had going about these crisps. All I know is that one day I was handed a box of, uh, British crisps, <laughs> yes. but I do know John, uh, because of, uh, Dork Tower, obviously. The legendary creator of Dork Tower. And I got super fired up by the board game.
2: Well, there's apples to apples. There's Munchkin. There's Cash and Guns. I've illustrated probably 100 games. So I'm... it was like a
0: adventure game with a medieval character in it. I saw it in the story. I was so excited. Oh, that's Munchkin. Munchkin, yeah. Munchkin. Yes. Yes. That's Munchkin. Munchkin's yes. groovy. But apples to apples, obviously. Classic. Mm-hmm. But uh, thank you so much for being here. This is very, very cool. And thank you for all of these crisps. <laughs> yes. I mean... They're not mountains to chips, mountains of them yeah don't call them uh, chips they're these are crisps and what do you know about walkers what is your relationship to this particular snack treat
2: well walkers uh was the main crisp manufacturer when i was growing up mm-hmm. um, so i grew up in i was born in manchester but mostly raised in somerset which is the south uh, west of england Mm-hmm. Um, n- in the city of Glastonbury, which is now famous for a giant music festival every year, but which to me will always be home of the best fish and chips in Britain, nice fish and chips, which is just fantastic and delightful. But these are... So I picked up these packs, the basic packs of British crisps. These are what, as a schoolboy, you would grab from the newsagent or the corner store. Um, The... Basic flavors are like the central ones, I think, to being British. Um, mm-hmm. You've got your cheese and onion, your salt and vinegar, your ready salted prawn cocktail, smoky bacon, roast chicken. Um There's even the unsalted salt and shake, which comes with its own little packet of salt, which you can salt yourself. Which was oh. an odd one. It's an odd yes. one.
0: I'm not used to it. That was the original that that uh, companies were using even before Smith's was doing that before uh, they started adding the flavors and pre-salting
2: them, correct? Yes. Yes. It, it saved huge amounts in mechanization,
1: apparently. I'm. Not <laughs> <laughs> Can I ask a question here? Hi. How, how lovely and crisp times. I've had – I mean, I remember like the unsalted wave of the 80s and 90s where like supposed to, stuff's supposed to be healthy. Maybe like just pre-Olestra. And everything, <laughs> everything unsalted is is miserable. Maybe mm. not. Sometimes pretzels are okay, but like after three pretzels that are unsalted, you're like, I'm being pranked. Are you supposed <laughs> yeah. to spit in the bag and then pour the salt in so it sticks? Because as far as I know, like, <laughs> pot- pot- chips or crisps—these uh, chi- are potato chips for for those of you stateside—it's what we would call mm. them. They're essentially the roofing shingles of food. So, and that they are designed <laughs> to not pick up, like things will bounce off of them. It's like you're throwing rocks yeah. at a shield. They're not maybe going you to spray. Maybe you spray a little Pam
2: on there. You see, when I was a kid, so back in the back in the late '70s, when I was in school, mm-hmm. I vaguely remember a marketing push for these salt and shake bags, and the salt and shake at that point was supposed to be a plus. You could add your own salt. My assumption is, and I, I have not picked up a bag of these in almost literally 40 years. Wow. In fact, I was kind of surprised they still made them. Um, but my assumption was always that there's enough grease on the crisps that a certain oh, amount of the salt a bit should in. stick. Um, so the oil, you know, you can spit on them if you want, I suppose. Yeah. Um, I'm, who am I to, you know, uh, to disparage local customs? Uh, <laughs> But, you know, my, it, it, it was an odd thing back then. And it honestly is still an odd thing now. And they are still around, which I was a little, again, shocked at.
0: Question for you. Yes. Uh, sorry. Uh, Mark Agliardi, uh, Crispin Science Monitor. Um,
3: <laughs> the, um,
0: you mentioned earlier the, uh, the person that you would buy your crisps from. And you breezed right by it. And it sounded like a spy job from MI6. What did you call that person? News agents. The news agent.
2: Yes, the news agent. It, it's basically a little store where they would have all the newspapers lined up and all the magazines. And then there'd be some treats, uh, some various packets of crisps of, okay. of This
0: is like, so it's like a newsstand you would see in a big city in the U S. This is what you saw a in, store, in a, a small store, Like a proper store. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Gotcha. Th- this
1: would okay. be, the <laughs> Ken office.
0: just, Ken just turned. It's a bodega, Mark. Okay. Put it in a Brooklynese <laughs> for me. Okay.
1: I thought it was somebody trying to get newspapers jobs. Oh, you're going to love this one. It covers finance, <laughs> got a great puzzle in it. You want to uh, work with this paper. I don't know. I don't know, Morty. I don't know. Give him a chance. He's been trying to tell the news for 30 years. <laughs> He's been doing community news for free on weekends. Hey, uh, <laughs> sorry, John. Hal Lublin, Crispin Glover Times. I'm wondering <laughs> if. If it's fair to say I don't want to start eliminating these. I haven't even tasted the sure. before I had before me because I gave Mark too many of the bags he sent. I don't know if the roasted chicken. I'm mad about it. <laughs> is it fair to say that a flavor you have not had in forty years is probably not going to win? Like anything that's self Like I don't like I, I don't like my food to make me work. Maybe that's me. <laughs> no. Um
2: my assumption is probably I was thinking this would go up against the legendary ready salted. But yeah. um Yeah, the the salt and shake are difficult to find. Uh, mm-hmm. They are not in every store. They're certainly not in most of the high street stores that I can tell. You know, you don't, I don't see these in Tesco's. I don't see them in the Aldi's or the mm-hmm. Littles. So yeah, it's probably not. I think, you know, if, if you don't actually have one, Hal, you're probably not missing too much. And Mark, <laughs> if you got two, they're fantastic. Here's the
3: Enjoy. thing, I,
0: I did get two. And uh, and I I here's what I did. I'm remembering this. And look, man, sometimes I don't keep a lot of food in my place, and I get hungry, and <laughs> I get the munchies. I did eat both of them, and here's
1: the <laughs> here's
0: and I I ate them both in seque in immediate sequence because okay I saw the covers or I saw on the front of the bag it said salt and shake. And I, I didn't know if that was just a, you know, a a sort of cheeky name for a flavor from England. I don't know what, you know, the, how that works over there with language. Um, so (laughs) I opened up this bag of crisps and I ate some of the crisps out of this and I was like, these are terrible. (laughs) <laughs> these are uh, terrible, unsalted garbage chips. It feels like they didn't thin it. W- oh, what's this? Oh, it looks like one of those little pouches of silica gel you find in sneakers. <laughs> well, I'll throw that away. Anyway, these chips are terrible. <laughs> Before realizing that there was a little pouch of salt, and that was what I had thrown away. Think That ex- little blue bag of is. salt, exactly that, thinking oh, yeah. that it was silica gel like yes. you would find in beef jerky or in Nike's. <laughs> and so I immediately did the salt and shook it in and shook it up. And uh I did find how the problem that you assumed you would have had I not eaten both bags. I did have, which was a lot of the salt wound up on the last few crisps.
1: Yeah, The first assume- couple of
2: large ones did not yeah. get the salt. Yeah, I, this I just it- opened the salt bag. Okay. The salt, little, little tiny a little, little salt. It looks like a yeah. band-aid when you held it. Little up. packet. Yeah. yeah right, like the world's smallest condom. And the salt crystals are fairly large and they are not coming out easily. No, you know that? I, f- I noticed that too. You know what that needs? Yeah. One of those little silica
0: gel pouches in there to <laughs> draw the moisture out of it.
2: <laughs> you know what this needs?
0: Salt. Salt. Yeah. yeah. Just do it for me, <laughs> guys. Do it for me.
1: Oh my gosh. It's like, it's coming, it's out. The salt spit is in coming it. out in clumps. So it's, you clumping it up and then you're supposed to – I assume you – I'm using
2: two hands to get the salt out right now.
1: You, <laughs> first you Shemini. get a brush to get all the salt out of it and then you close the bag up and you shake it and magically I mean, the salt has remained at the bottom and you, you just pour the whole bag into your well, mouth.
2: Well, the salt again. is remaining in the little blue bag. I cannot the get the doesn't stuff really off. not to go
1: anywhere. It oh, doesn't. you're supposed to pour chips in there to, to get <laughs> It's happy in loose. the
2: little bag. It's like okay, so now I'm like I've got salt on my fingers. Got, <laughs> the salt is everywhere except the crisps. They really needed to like
0: once they figured out to pre-salt these things. Yeah, that was the game changer. This Pretty is clearly much. a
2: company trying to save money, like you said. So I'm now shaking up the bag. Okay. Okay, let's see. I've got grease and salt on my fingers, and I haven't even had a chip yet.
3: Perfect. Crisp, Sorry. Pardon for the eating cells
2: there's not a lot of salt in these I
3: Yeah, mean, they, yeah. It's,
2: it's really there's a
0: lot of user error possible yeah. in this version now I have a question this is like the
2: Windows 8 of crisps <laughs> right?
0: I do like
1: are, are, does the, the, these bags imply by the way I just want to walk yes. people through the back of these bags here's what it says this is the little walker story when you look at a potato what do you see probably just a potato right Well, in 1948, Henry Walker saw potential. With a bite of positivity, he turned his humble spuds into irresistible Walker's crisps. Now, this would imply that in 1948, Henry Walker invented the crisp.
0: It does (laughs) seem to imply that. This feels
1: apocryphal. I feel like these existed in some form, maybe in other countries, maybe even in the same country somewhere else. But Mm. I do appreciate, like, you know, previously potatoes were just eaten like apples, but Henry (laughs) Walker figured out if you take a knife to them, you can make them smaller and then let other people put salt on them for you, like your Tom Sawyer,
2: but a bag of chips. (laughs) He was the Johnny Appleseed of (laughs) crisps. Yeah, that does seem to gloss over a lot of history. Uh,
0: (laughs) Well, it's I'm curious about the history of this, too, because looking at Smith's crisps, it looks as if Smiths was doing this as early as 1913 Smiths Oops. was doing this yep. and they were the first ones to have the little blue sach- sachet sachet sachet, sachet. 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 of salt in the bag of crisps i wonder if it was before they started pre-salting them that walkers did it this way or if they added this version later the salt and shake version
2: as a reply to smiths do you know well right now both of these are manufactured by walkers So, the original Smith's Salt and Shake has got its own story on the Mm -hmm. back of the packet. And it would seem to contradict. The story on the back of the Walker's packet. Ah, so the wait. So the packaging
0: of the salt and shake that you have is it does say Smith's salt and shake. Yes, it says. I don't know anymore because I threw them away after I ate both mine and Hal's.
2: Yes, and one of your sponsors is a microdose uh, uh, supplier, isn't it? I seem <laughs> to remember. <laughs>
0: uh, are those related thoughts? <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> anyway, talking about the munchies, salt and shake. Frank Smith sold. One of Britain's first crisps to the pubs of Cricklewood in North London in the nineteen twenties. Cricklewood? Crickle, oh, that Cricklewood. that is yes.
0: That's p- Dickens made that neighborhood super up. Super British.
2: No, it's it's uh Cricklewood is um it's funny even in Britain, actually. The goodies, yeah. the old comedy Trio of the Goodies used to make many Cricklewood jokes. Um, yeah, I mean, in fact they've got a song. Cricklewood. the salt sellers he provided vanished as fast as the crisps exclamation mark the little blue twist of salt in every pack was the ingenious solution add as little or as much as you like and give the pack a shake that's so got... <laughs> add as little or as much as you like you do
0: it yourself sounds like if hilton was like hey you know what Here's a vacuum. You get your room as clean or as not clean as you like. See,
1: isn't this fun? Here's it is also very Dickensian. Pillow. You can sleep. You can sleep on the floor. Here are all the materials you need to make a bed. Yeah, have <laughs> <Welcome laughs> be Is it? Doesn't this sound fun? Make it your way. Yeah, it's you know, it's as a that's <laughs> d- d-
0: disguised
1: as a choice. That's the problem. Yeah.
2: yeah, I will say honestly, there's not a lot of salt. That's six of these. Sure, most of it. Remains in the sachet, but it's actually Chante. kind of nice having less salt on these. It's actually yeah. once you actually figure out how to do it, which I should have done forty years ago, um, these are not unpleasant. They're very lightly salted, not out of you know, preference simply because the dang salt does not come out of the blue sachet. Yeah. yeah. Um Chante. Should we jump over
0: to the now 1948 official first Walker's chip, the lightly salted? And Hal, you have this one, yes? Ready Ready salted. Legendary ready ready salted.
1: Legendary ready salted. This should taste like a a standard chip slash crisp would be my expectation. This will taste like
0: a Lay's potato chip for good reason because Lay's potato chips purchased Walker's in 1989.
1: That's right, yes.
0: Yeah. All right, I'm going in.
2: Honestly. It's mm-hmm. a potato chip? To me. This it's like is, a summer barbecue. It does. But does it seem okay. like there's less salt than the average Lays in the U.S.?
0: Yes, but I wonder if that is a cultural difference or well, just a brand difference. You know what I mean?
2: Or simply <laughs> they couldn't get the industrial little blue sachets to dump yeah, right? all, all yeah. the salt in
0: Yeah, there's one guy whose job is like, you're on sachet duty, homie. Yeah, (laughs) man.
2: I'm sorry. You're on sachet duty. Bloody Elgov. Again, I cannot do an English accent. I cannot do an English accent unless I get really drunk. I know, John. I don't. I cannot do an accent of any place I've been. I can maybe do Wisconsin if you uh, but I've been here long enough and I fight against it.
0: Well, wait until we open up the cheese curds flavor yeah.
1: bag. <laughs> exactly.
2: My child can do a much better English accent than I can. But, you know, if I've got, you know, like four or five gin and tonics in me, it just all comes out. The accent and the gin and tonics and whatever crisps I've Yeah.
0: Four, four or five gin and tonics. Something's coming out of
1: you. <laughs> yeah. Why well, the, I have four of the other five flavors here, but this yeah. is a okay. standard potato chip. This is, but, yeah, this but is less, less salted. Yeah. This is a crisp. This is the it's a crisp. crisp it, it's flavor. less
2: salty than the standard. U.S. I mean, the, the, everything in the U.S. is when my sister, uh, my parents still live in London. My sister is a surgeon in Brighton. Uh, when she comes over, she's got a real tough time with the food over here because everything is so heavily salted. Right. That's usually her first comment on just about anything. Here are the
1: other flavors, which you should have, Hal. Mm. Everything but chicken. I have everything but chicken.
2: Yes. We've got uh, the two classic British flavors, cheese and onion and salt and vinegar.
1: Yes. I'll throw
0: a couple more little history bits in there for you. Gotta love the snack manufacturers because when in the 1950s, in 1952, two guys won a Nobel Prize for the invention of the partition chromatograph chemistry tool, what did the chip manufacturers immediately do? Within five years, they had used that bit of science. Nobel Prize winning science to create powder to put on chips. Or Chris, I'm gonna keep. I sh- I'm gonna keep saying chips in this episode, and yeah. probably I'm gonna have to put a quarter wah, in the. crisp
3: Did you just really womp, womp
0: me to the queen? Yes, To oh, king. Sorry, the king now. God bless right? the king. Charles the, the Third. King. Charles. So, the so yeah, let's jump on to. So in 1950. Oh no, it wasn't even five years. Two years after this was invented. Uh, walkers began selling cheese and onion flavored crisps to yes. mimic the famous English plowman's lunch. What is a plowman's lunch?
2: Okay. A plowman's lunch is utterly delicious. Um, it's, it's, it's there are variables in each and every one. Usually it's a chunk of cheese, mm-hmm. a good uh, uh, cheddar, for example, or uh double Gloucester red Lester mm-hmm. uh, cheese with a lot of flavor. There'll be some a uh, pickle, uh, Branson Pickle, which is a vinegary sweet. Um, I believe it's uh beets and turnips are the primary pickle ingredients. Uh there's gonna be somebody yelling at me on the internet right now. Uh but I love the stuff so much. It is it's it's got its own very savory, sweet, sour flavor to it. There'll be uh fresh vegetables, tomatoes, lettuce. Pickled onions, uh, quite possibly, which in Britain are very different from pickled onions in the U.S. or in France. Uh, They've got much more of the malt vinegar bite to them. Okay. Um, And then possibly a cold bit of pie, something like uh, Melton Mowbray Mowbray pork pie, uh, something along those lines. So, you know, essentially it it can encompass many things, but yeah, you've got the cheese and you've got the onion. And the pickle. And that to me is what you build a palmen's lunch around. Are we going to find
0: some of the pickle flavor in this? I know it's cheese and onion is the flavor. Do we have a little bit of the pickle in there as well? Because I know like there are certain flavors that stand out. Like when Lay's introduced their cheeseburger flavor, it was really just pickle and ketchup flavor but yes. that combo for some reason makes your brain think you're eating a cheeseburger.
2: <laughs> um there uh, to me cheese and onion is a very different flavor from the basic uh, what's what's the equivalent in the US? The there's an oniony flavor which is There's right?
0: a sour cream and onion. Sour cream and uh, onion, that's yeah. it. I mean
2: yeah. Um, this is a very different flavor. To me cheese and onion is a very is a unique British flavor. You get some of the cheese. I could not tell you what kind of cheese it was. Uh, you get some of the onion. I, I think it's a delightful combination and I've not found any chips or crisps like it anyplace else in the world. All right. Shall we dive in? Yeah. Sure. Let's we open, in. I'm
3: going
1: to open the bag now. Okay. I'm going to smell inside the crisp bag. Yeah. You never want to smell inside the bag. <laughs> yeah. It smells like a. Smells mild. It's a mild. First, I thought it smelled like kiss. a sock, but it's uh well, it's it smells cheese kind of and onion. Pleasure. It's a mild, pleasant. <laughs> it's a pleasant sock. says more Sox. about sock smell. How cheese and sprints. onion? <laughs> Listen,
3: <laughs>
1: I shouldn't be podcasting. All right, I'm gonna try.
2: So to me, this is a taste from childhood. I mean, this is really one of those quintessential British flavors. It's a little more onion than cheese. I'm gonna say I've never actually analyzed the flavor before. But the onion is a little bit heavier than the cheese.
0: They're both really mild, though. I guess I'm yes. so used to, like, oversprayed
1: American flavor blasts. Mm. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's got subtle notes, and I really like it. I picked up the cheese Like first. They still look like potato chips. Sorry. <laughs> I picked up the cheese first, then a little bit of the onion. I tried, like, three of them. It was a similar flavor, even though they were all, like, one thicker, one thinner. But it is really... Pl- I can see how if this is something you had as a kid that it would take you right back it is really i like it a lot it's really really good i wasn't sure i like both cheese and onion but i wouldn't this isn't a flavor i would pick out right it were i to go into a news agent but <laughs> yes. yeah very good <laughs> he, i i am i did not know that
2: it was supposed to mimic a uh, Plowman's lunch and so yeah. i find that a little impressive to be honest
0: Well, their next major offering was also based on a classic British meal. And that was in 1967 on the heels of Tato, I think, or I think Tato did it first. But the Irish crisp, the Irish crisp uh, was the salt and vinegar uh, Mm -hmm. based on the fish and chips. And we will talk about that in just a couple of minutes. But first, we're going to take a quick break. We Got This with Mark and Hell is brought to you on the Maximum Fun Network by the members of Maximum Fun. To them, we say thank you. And if you would like to become a member, visit MaximumFun.org slash join. So let's take a couple minutes and we're going to hear about some of the other shows on the Max Fun Network. And when we come back, we will dive into the salt and vinegar chips.
3: Crisps!
2: carry beef and dairy all day max
0: fun drive hey chef we got another one another max fun drive people know it's the best time to support the shows they love you tell them about meetup day is back sure did they wanted to know about the live streams though those are finishing up right now. We can even send one out on the first night, March 20th. March 20th, Jeff! I'll give them a heads up. Uh, they also wanted the limited time thank you gifts for new and upgrading members. Yep, and we got some fresh episodes ready to go, too. All right, we got exciting live streams, meetup day, fresh episodes, limited time gifts. Oh, and up! Yeah, um, okay, let them know that Max Fun Drive 2023 will be ready on um, March 20th, and it'll only be two weeks two weeks chef max fun drive starts on march 20th for just two weeks no
1: problem order shoot i forgot their water and now a live reading from rachel's poetry corner
3: elephants theremins, clifton
0: neopets Pore strips jepson pine smell jelly beans Goalie goals
3: skittles squirrels and the mole celery chopsticks pumpernickel a case of you by joni mitchell lullabies tie-dye the more you know all
1: of these things on our wonderful show.
2: All of these things and more wait for you on Wonderful every Wednesday on MaximumFun.org or wherever you
1: download podcasts. All right. Let's open the salt and vinegar and try it. Here we go. I'm opening the salt okay. and vinegar. All right. This is now of the major flavors of crisps
0: from Walker's. Oh. Uh The main three, would you say, are ready salted, cheese and onion, and salt and vinegar?
2: Probably. I mean, there's prob- possibly going to be some folks who say prawn cocktail mm-hmm. goes in amongst them now. Okay. But to me, those three would be it. I wonder if it also comes from
0: the times that they were released, because these are some of the oldest. 1954. This was 1967. And then, yep. prawn cocktail and uh, roast chicken, which we'll talk about later, came along in the seventies. But let's dive into these. This one's. I'm opening like the bag. Feet.
1: it made me throw up almost. I smelled it a bunch of times just to be like, "Is it really? <laughs> is it? Is it?" <laughs> is it? I like, I Hal. You're know. gonna pass out if you keep your face buried in a bag. Uh, what are they, I'm, the, I'm, a, I'm the horse of eating crisps. <laughs> oh, that's malt vinegar. Obviously, you're gonna get strong malt vinegar. Yep, and barely any salt.
2: Mhm. Again, it's, it's 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 the the British crisps overall do seem to be much more lightly salted. I love American. how mild they are. I really mm-hmm. do. I they like are, that a lot. You know, that's Wild. a very good point because you can get salt and vinegar Pringles here in the States and they are yep. sharp. Yes. yes. It's like eating yes. it's
0: like the it's like a salty version of Sour Patch Kids. Like they just, yes. <laughs> they pucker you
2: up really tight. Yeah. But I would say even you know I I see how wincing there over the mm, zoo. Like Not your favorite. But- <laughs> <laughs> uh-uh. Here's the funny thing. Mm. So in Britain, like many countries over the last couple of decades, walkers will release novelty flavors. Sure. Mm-hmm. One world cup 12 years ago or so, they had like a dozen different flavors. And I think one of them was roadkill uh roadkill possum or something like that. Or maybe it was possum flavor for the U.S. team. Uh,
3: wow. <laughs> but um,
2: the last couple of trips I've had over to visit my family, there haven't been any of these novelty flavors. But last summer when I was there, Walker's released a taste icon line supporting local restaurants. And surprisingly, one of the best flavors for Britain was their chicken burrito Flavor, really? which was actually a very subtle and very well done, but the worst of the four flavors they had was their fish and chip flavor, which to me tasted like an off-brand, incredibly mild salt and vinegar. I mean, you just yeah. got no fish out of this at all. Do you it was want just-
0: fish out of that though? Like, do you? If you look at a, ba- a bunch of different bags of crisps and you're like, <laughs> the one I'm gonna
2: pick is fish. Mm-hmm. Well, we do have prawn in Thailand and in China. I mean, I I, I love junk food from all over the world Mm -hmm. and they are not shy about their fish flavors there and again it's Mm -hmm. walkers not walkers lays you know is you'll go into an Asian market and you'll see these potato chips from China from Thailand and if you get one of their fish flavors cuttlefish crab pickled fish they are not subtle about it I guess I have had
0: like crab and I've had prawn before I I just think fish I think like Flounder, yeah. like a big fillet of a piece of fish. Like in my brain, it's Heathcliff with the cloche on top of the <laughs> bones.
2: Yeah. And the basic British chippy is going to be cod or haddock or place. Right. You know, cod and haddock being very meaty uh, fish. And I think you could get away with that in a crisp. But if something is called fish and chips, you know, I'm kind of looking yeah. for something more than just a off brand salt and vinegar flavor. Yeah.
0: Well, what do we think of this salt and vinegar flavor?
2: How does it I'm stack a fan. up? I mean, I, I know how
1: winced, but again, to me, like this it. is a taste of childhood. Yeah, <laughs> the mild flavors feel like every bag of chip, every bag of crisps is like, "Terribly sorry, I'm terribly <clears throat> sorry." Would you like a small, a skosh of salt? Do you not I like it because it's? Vinegar. Do you like? No, do you I, not like it because it's too mild, or I'm is not it too malted, strong? I'm not a malted vinegar guy. I ah, understand I it. I do understand mm-hmm. it. I don't mm-hmm. find it in a mild sense, but I also like if I got fish and chips, I probably do salt and maybe just eat it that way. Or like maybe maybe I'd put a little bit on. I wouldn't be like, yeah, ah, like, okay. you, see, so nice. like I, you know, I'm not going to
0: <laughs> when I gonna was gonna you have done every chimney sweep from that scene, haven't you? <laughs> You've, you're just working your way down the line of chimney sweeps from step in time. <laughs>
1: I'm going to start moving into the Beatles and oh, all these crisps or crackers to try. See, and- I
2: remember my first year of university at uh, Queen Mary College, London, mm-hmm. and I lived with my friends way out on the far, far west side, a place called Northolt, uh, way, way, way down the uh, central line. And you got off at Northolt, this little very British suburban row houses, everything like that. And there was a chippy and it was a long walk to our house from the tube stop. And I would stop at this chippy at the time. I think a bag of chips was like 50 pence, 60 pence. And I would load these up with salt and then I would put so much malt vinegar on them. I would have to rip a little hole in the bottom of the bag so that the excess could drain off. Wow. That is, that is the you know. If you go to a chippy and they ask, "Do you want salt and vinegar on it?" and they put it on, you'll just get a couple of shakes of vinegar
3: mm-hmm.
2: most, and this will only be the top few chips. And so, no, you got to like soak these things. They've got to, you got to drown them. They've got to be like Titanic level victims. I don't know. Uh, I got to, s- s- I got
0: to say, I I appreciate that. I'm not a wet snack food guy. Yeah, I well, also I w- don't put the popcorn on at the movie theater because, or put the butter on the popcorn at the movie theater. Then like, it's just, not- I, it's a wet. It's my snack is now wet. I might as well yeah. pull a pour also- a bowl of cereal, pour milk on it, and then eat it with my hands.
2: But possibly, butter. but British chips are pretty soft and soggy to begin with. They're not like yeah. American yeah. French fries. These are going to be very thick cut things. Yeah. Uh they've only been fried once. You don't get the double fry crispiness yeah, okay. on the outside. Gotcha. Um for the most part, some places do, but uh, your average chippy, I I don't believe uh is going to go into that level. And yeah, you get them they've been under a heat lamp for the most part, so they're a little soggy to begin with. <laughs> yeah. And you know, I know I'm upselling British cuisine here. Uh yeah, really. um, <laughs> I look, you're selling <laughs> um, past the clothes though. I enjoy a good fish and chips. Come for the vinegar, stay for the slog. Well, let's jump forward a little bit. Sure. So
0: now we've got we've got a few thoughts on the, the cheese and onion and a few thoughts on the salt and vinegar, both based on uh, classic British dishes. Mm-hmm. And now we're going to move on to a classic British dinner from the 1970s, popularized in the 1970s. For our appetizer, we're going to have a chilled prawn cocktail. And then for mm. our main course, we'll be having a crispy roast chicken. A la walkers. Uh, crispy uh being the actual word written in slight cursive on the bag. So uh yes. you want to start with the what is it? The Supreme, Supreme prawn, cocktail. prawn cocktail. Does that mean it has sour cream and tomatoes?
2: Mm, you know, I think it means uh Diana Ross really loves these. I like that. Um <laughs> oh, But like no, I've smell. never seen Supreme uh growing up over there. They're bursting with more flavor, according
0: oh. to the bag. You don't like that, Hal?
1: I don't like
0: the smell. <laughs> it's, it's very prawny. The smell yes. is very prawny.
1: I'm gonna hold on. I don't, I don't <laughs> want to smell I wanna try these. I know they're not gonna taste like they smell, but <laughs> <laughs> I'm just looking at what's going on here. Okay.
0: It kinda tastes so, like ketchup farted.
2: Prawny, well <laughs> which is not bad. Um, you know, for in Britain, the prawn cocktail is gonna be very different. For an American shrimp cocktail. It's not horseradish based. It's very mayonnaise based. So to oh, me Oh,
0: interesting. So the cocktail sauce is what's what is in the cocktail sauce? Because here it's uh or in California and United States, it's uh horseradish sauce, horseradish and uh ketchup. So there okay. it's it's mayo based or it's
2: it's it's um I have gotta look this up right now to be honest. But to me, my memory is it's essentially a mayonnaisey ketchupy kind of thing. Okay. Like a with no... Yeah. With no, um, no horseradish bite to it. Gotcha. Um, so to me, prawn cocktail crisps and these, the first time I remember being in school again in the late seventies, trying prawn cocktail for the first time. It was not in crisp form. There was another British snack food called skips, mm-hmm. which are these little puffed wheat, I think, possibly corn, <laughs> um, things which look a tiny little bit like shells. Mm-hmm. But they've got a very different texture. And to me, uh, I think I will always associate prawn cocktail flavor with that texture. So having it in crisp form is not unpleasant, yeah. uh, but it is just a, a little bit odd because I've, again, we, my, my, this is going to sound very, Either very British or very weird, but my lunch hour at, uh, Millfield in Somerset, our school, my friends and I would go upstairs, uh, to the essentially restroom. Oh, not restroom. That's sorry. The break room and play the card game whist using these prawn cocktail snacks as chips. So literally, you know, using skips as chips, uh, but playing whist. In so it was-
0: that is the most British couple of sentences I've ever heard. <laughs> Yeah, really. Oh, uh, well, playing whist with crisps and chips, and
2: <laughs> anyway, I I, I I do wish I had not lost my accent at this point. It would be so much more impressive <laughs> if I had said that. And,
0: I mean, how long did you live? It's, I'm impressed that you have lost your accent because you. How long did you live in England before? Well, you- I would,
2: we okay. So I was born in Manchester, mm-hmm. and we my parents moved back to the states when I was two. But then we moved back to the U.K. when I was nine. Got so I was in the U.K. from nine to about 21. Okay. And but your parents are American. My parents are actually both. We're all dual citizens at this point. Mm-hmm. But yes, my parents originally came from western Pennsylvania. Johnstown, okay. Pennsylvania. Just uh, Johnstown itself and a little place called Bosworth, uh, Boswell. Just outside of Johnstown. Um, but my mom now speaks with a very British accent my sister who was born in cumberland maryland we moved over to the uk back to the uk when she was one and so Mm -hmm. she now talks with a very southern british accent combination of london and brighton
0: well it doesn't take long to get a british accent if uh, any american college student that goes for three days comes back with a british (laughs) accent it's just a matter of how long it lasts once they get back
2: yes if i'm there for about a month I will mm-hmm. find the accent unintentionally coming back. No, um, no. I'll start slipping into the, right, right, yeah, yeah, right. But it takes about four weeks for it yeah. to fully, you well, know, four to eight weeks for it to come back in any significant way. And the British
0: diphthongs arrive first. They're the vanguard of uh, the, the dialect, sure. <laughs> no one expects them. Uh, where are we going next? Are we going to go, shall we check out the crispy roast
1: chicken? Wait, yes, let's do that. Because- I want to say something real mm-hmm. quick. I, we don't curse on this podcast, but John, are you f***ing with me with this flavor? That this exists? <laughs> this is... This Which is, one? Prawn cocktail? Absolutely. This is, this is very, um, this just feels like, I'm gonna be honest here, cause you're my friend and I owe that to you. It tastes <laughs> like, when you throw up, what it tastes like <laughs> in your mouth afterwards, that, like acidic, like, this feels bad and anything I ate Like all the ghosts of food past have come to haunt me. That is what that flavor tasted like to me.
0: That feels like hyperbole. I know. (laughs) I'm being, I'm being specific.
2: There's a, I saw the look on your face when you tried this out. Here is, by the way, I just looked up the Sainsbury's classic prawn cocktail recipe. It is four parts mayonnaise, one part ketchup, 200 grams mayonnaise, 50 grams ketchup, one tablespoon Worcestershire sauce, (laughs) one teaspoon lime juice and a large Pinch of paprika, okay, and some avocado. So here for me, the interesting I mean, some the thing avocados about-
0: threw that in at the end, like they threw some California in there.
2: Well, yeah, it's it's. I don't remember that, but then of course, when I was a kid, I'm not sure I would have known how to recognize an avocado. That's fair, Um sure. especially growing up in the UK. But uh, so to me, prawn cocktail occupies that kind of evolutionary <laughs> niche which barbecue flavor does in the US. Or yeah. tomato ketchup flavor does in Canada. It's a basic tomato flavor. Mm-hmm. And honestly, if you had called these barbecue flavor, Hal, I think you would have enjoyed them more. And if <laughs> not that I would far have felt from- doubly deceived.
0: <laughs> Hal, Hal, <laughs> Hal, watching you, like watching you physically, uh, eat, <laughs> watching you physically try to eat these prawn cocktail crisps is hilarious.
1: Well, the smell <laughs> grabbed me. Yeah. It does, that
0: smell does kick you in the, kick you in the groin when it gets you. Here's
1: the thing though. Here's the thing. Mm. I Mm. never, never
2: once in my life, apart from now, have I ever opened a packet of crisps and smelt them before eating
1: them. No, you didn't just bury your face in there and go to town. You eat with Mm. all your senses, your eyes, with your sense of smell, the sound of it. mm. Now Um, I don't have the roasted chicken. Is that, was that what you're going to try next? Roast chicken is going to be next. Okay. I'm going to let you. Eat it. Right. I, there are two bags of it there,
0: right? Uh, I only have one bag of this here. I oh, guess. and only
1: one mate. Okay, good. All right. Only that's, one mate.
0: Yeah, only one mate. Two bags it. entered, two, one bag left.
1: There were two before the
2: gummies came.
0: All right, I'm <laughs> going in for crispy roast chicken. Crispy roast chicken came out around the same time as prawn cocktail. Yeah. Uh, to mirror Sunday dinner, right?
2: Yeah. Um, I mean that's my assumption. Um. So.
0: Oh man.
3: <laughs> <laughs> How. <laughs>
0: What does it smell like <laughs> it? It really. What's here's what's funny about it. This.
2: Smells like Empire, Hal. It, <laughs> it, it's
0: like it's really, really odd. I've not tasted one yet. This is just off of smell, and this one of all of them was the one that punched me in the face the hardest, smell wise, mm. because I'm so used to things that are chicken flavored here, like chicken flavored ramen or chicken and a biscuit or any yeah. of those mm. like any of those things. It's really just that sort of chicken bouillon flavor right that yeah. yellow that's it's the yellow powder flavor mm-hmm. i opened up this bag and smelled it it legit smells like a full on roasted chicken oh, okay like it is jarring i like it yeah i'm a fan so far of that because as far as accuracy goes yep. so far this is the one that is the most accurate it literally smelled like a roast chicken when i opened the bag i'm so jealous it tastes like a roast chicken it does, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. The snozberries taste like snozberries.
1: <laughs> hey, I'll trade you. We're not, we don't live that far from another. I'll bring you this prawn cocktail bag. <laughs> I open. Okay,
0: I'll leave the, I will keep the, re- I will leave the rest of these for you. They're
1: really, really
0: good. Yeah. And it also, you can also taste like the gravy on the chicken. Like there's a little bit of like the, uh, like that sort of light. I don't know. Do Brits do gravy on chicken or like, like
2: the gravy you put on turkey? Um, yes. Yes. Yeah. I mean, it's got a little bit of
0: that flavor too.
2: Yeah. Um. The one of the odd things is to me, uh, British stuffing as is, is very different from mm-hmm. U.S. stuffing. It's a huge, uh, overpowering flavor of sage in the stuffing. Oh yeah. But yeah, there, there'll be there'll be gravy, uh, you know, for a Sunday uh, lunch or whatever. Uh, roast potatoes, which are phenomenal. Oh my gosh, if you've never had proper british roasties they are fantastic yeah. chicken stuffing um the works yeah i i mean to me i like these i again have not had these for about 40 years so these come in walkers sells two giant uh well you can get them in 12 24 or 44 packet uh bags or mm-hmm boxes in the case of the 22 and 44s, but they will have the basic flavors, which will be prawn cocktail, salt and vinegar, cheese and onion, ready salted. And then they will do the meaty flavors, which are the roast chicken, the smoky bacon, oddly enough, the cheese and onion again. Mm-hmm. And I forget what the fourth flavor is, smoky bacon, roast chicken. I'm just going to look this up quickly because um, if if it was a different flavor, it would hey, be is a here. This is an
1: all meat collection?
2: It's an old meat collection, although there's no meat in the cheese and onion. Yeah,
1: these are all uh, But vegetarian. the cheese
2: and onion is thrown in there. These are all, um, these are,
1: even the bacon one is vegetarian. They're all vegetarian it? chips, by the way. I'll you say, know. here's a thing that, that, one of the things
0: that I think make these, so far, these are my favorite. Because they have the most flavor, they have the most specific flavor. And I'm reading the back of it, the ingredients in the uh, roast chicken. Most of these have flavorings. Just generic with a U, generic flavorings as an ingredient. Yep. This mm. one has flavorings as an ingredient, yes, but it also has onion powder, garlic powder, paprika, and in its in their own separate sections, sage and rosemary. So they really, they load it up. It's interesting you mentioned that sage was such a huge thing yeah. in the stuffing. That That's a thing that these chips, they went all out on the accuracy and the spicing of these. I'm sorry and that the, you don't have a bag of these in front of you Hal.
2: And the allergy advice. It may contain milk, wheat, gluten, barley, soya, celery, and mustard.
0: Yeah, mm. do people have an, an allergic reaction to celery?
2: Apparently, um, maybe
0: like British people do like their food mild, don't they? Please, no <laughs> celery! My God, my stomach can't take that yeah. much flavor.
3: Now, if you've the... ever
2: had, if you've ever had a vindaloo curry in a oh, back street yeah. in London at midnight, uh. You would know that that is a falsehood, sir. Sitter.
0: Uh, listen, I'm sorry. Uh, yes, a question from the back. Mark Agliardi from uh, Ruth's Crisps News House. Do you think that Britain's reputation for under seasoning food, <laughs> uh, the, the curry aside, because there is great <laughs> Indian food yes. all over. Do you think that is part of why these are so much milder? And what do you think they were doing with something like the roast chicken to it's such a drastic difference to me as far as like the amount of seasoning that's going on to those versus the rest of them that we've had so far.
2: Uh, Honestly, I think British cuisine in the last 20 or 30 years Mm -hmm. has evolved so quickly, you know, in part because of this giant, like London is this beautiful multicultural city. Mm -hmm. Uh, My parents live about a mile from borough market in Southwark. And you take a water through burrow and you've got these amazing foods, even the basic British foods, the roasts, the potatoes. It's really an amazing place to eat. I mean, I would say, yes, these flavors are very mild compared to what you might expect from a bag of Doritos extreme um, or something yeah. of that nature. But I also, you know, I mean, going through these. The flavors are very real in these. All Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's not,
0: you're not getting, you're not getting, uh, it's not written in lightning bolts like some of yeah, ours are.
2: Right. I mean, there've been some really good, I mean, uh, there've been some really uh, phenomenally good um, American potato uh, chip flavors. I remember mm-hmm. there was a taco flavor a couple of years ago, which you could actually taste the lettuce. In, you know, it was like, okay, that's really impressive getting to that level of detail in the yeah. flavor. That's, uh, there was a British, like a couple of my favorite crisps from the last few years in Britain, though, there was a hot dog flavor, which came out, I think it was 2022 and I'm down to my last bag and I'm, I'm just like working my way slowly through it because it really <laughs> tastes like a hot dog. Wow. And at some point you got to ask, well, why not just eat a hot dog? Uh,
1: but the answer <laughs> one is of my, it's not potatoes also. Yeah. yeah. My,
2: one of my favorite flavors in the entire world comes from China. And it's a cucumber-flavored potato chip. And it tastes like cucumber. It's a little bit sweeter than a cucumber would be, to give it some interest. But it really tastes phenomenally like cucumber. If you ever see this in an Asian market, you've got to grab it. Because you got to go, oh my gosh, this potato chip tastes like a frickin' cucumber. Nothing will make me feel
0: like I am cheating on my health plan (laughs) than to go, I could use a cucumber right now. Where are those cucumber-flavored crisps?
1: Uh, Yes. I'm I'm uh I'm really I'm learning two things from this experience so far. Number one <laughs> is that I have the least adventurous palate ever. <laughs> that I, mean, is, we, I can we attest. Established that I like what I like, but I'm willing yeah, to try yeah. a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I the last flavor I have in my mouth because I didn't have roast chicken is that bag of vomit that I ate. So <laughs> I would love to get to our final flavor, which is the smoky bacon. Yeah, well, technically, there's also pickled. Do you have a pickled onion, Mark? Did I say I do that have one? a pickled onion? Okay. Oh lord. Okay, you want so let's you, go for pickled that onion. that one real quick. All right, you we're gonna hit quest. pickled onion
0: real quick while we're opening these up and trying pickled onion. I have a trivia question for you go from ahead. raw potato. Uh-huh. To, uh Since I'll be chewing this, and how you can talk through this, like, yes, it, uh,
1: I'm gonna you. answer. Oh, are you? At, is this my trivia question to try? This to is answer? your
0: trivia question to okay, answer I'll while work, we are I'll chewing work
1: through it while you two eat.
0: That's the question. Uh, how long? From raw potato to bagged crisp. What is the amount of time? How long does it take? At the Walker's factory.
1: I'm going to say 11 minutes. I'm going to say it takes about 11 minutes to do it because I think you do it. It goes through the fryer. It's done. This feels, these don't feel like they're going for super crispy. It's just get it done. Then, you know, for the, they put the vomit on this one and then it goes (laughs) through into the bag and they're like, this is going to be fun for parties. No one will actually eat (laughs) it. I'm going to say,
2: I'm going to guess 25 minutes. 25. Minutes? John, you are closer.
0: 35 minutes from raw potato. That's what blew my yeah. mind. Raw. I guess they're going thin slice. They don't have to cook forever, yeah. but yeah, raw potato to bagged and out the door. Let's talk about pickled onion. Yes. I think that pickled for me, this is for me personally, pickled onion. It both benefits from and suffers from a similar thing that the crispy roast chicken had, which is. These are now as we're eating these, they're getting more and more flavor to them (laughs) as we're modernizing and getting closer to contemporary flavors, I guess. And maybe that, maybe the palate has changed. Maybe that's changed. These puckering pickled onions, in the same way that the roast chicken does, to their credit, they taste exactly like pickled onions, but also to their detriment. I do not like pickled onions.
2: Well, these also taste like very British pickled onions. It's mm-hmm. the malt yeah. vinegar. So how yeah. would be doubled over in pain right now if you had... Oh, yeah, how you would yeah. hate these. Because these are, this is a very malty British pickled onion. The kind you'd get... I'm going to, you know, dating myself here, it would be 10 pence back in the day. They'd have a large jar of them at the chippy. You could just mm-hmm. get an extra one thrown in or at the, at the pub or something like that. This is also interesting because to me, pickled onion is not a crisp flavor it's another british snack food called monster munch was the first time which is a big puffed corn mm. snack and monster munch came out with a roast beef flavor and a pickled onion flavor back in the late 1970s yeah i was still in school it was before i went to college
3: mm-hmm. and
2: i loved them i especially loved the pickled onion flavor so it's very weird because the flavor and the texture to me Don't match up on this one. Just because I love the Monster Munch pickled onion so much.
0: So that Monster Munch pickled onion came first. And then this, I mean, there is something delightfully and horrifyingly British about walkers just kind of going around and co-opting other chip cultures and uh, making them their own. Uh, And it seems like they did that with pickled onion.
2: That's basically what Lays has done around the world, buying up all of these. Like I was in Russia, in Siberia 15 years ago and got a little, found a little store where they're selling a crab flavored potato chip with the Lays logo on it. Yeah. Well,
0: listen, these, uh, I don't know. I've never had the puffed version of the pickled onion. But these are, they are exactly what they promised to be on the back. Yes. Yes. They are. They taste like, they taste like pickled onions.
2: These are about as powerful as the uh, salt and vinegar Pringles here in the States. It's a very in your face flavor. There's no subtlety to it. You do get the pickle, you do, uh, the pickled onion in particular. I mean, this is a very, again, a very true flavor. Mm -hmm. Definitely not, you know, a classic flavor to me for a crisp, but, you know, be that as it may. Now, the one thing I will just want to throw in here, my, football club Mm -hmm. leicester city for a while we lived in the midlands up in Rutland, and my dad would take us to leicester city games Mm -hmm. and for a while leicester city was sponsored by walkers well leicester's
0: the home of walkers right
2: yes yes and to this day it kills me that i never bought a leicester city jersey with the walkers on the front
0: Um, man speaking of things that are delightfully british
2: yes yes all
0: right Shall we jump from things that are delightfully British to things that feel almost American? Because we're yeah. the ones that cornered the market on making everything taste like bacon.
2: <laughs>
0: uh, this is well, smoky bacon, sizzling smoky bacon. Smoky bacon.
2: So, British bacon. Mm-hmm. Okay. I am sniffing these first. You, you people have yeah. turned me into a monster.
1: Oh,
0: that smells good. Thick,
1: thick, fatty bacon. Yeah. Yes.
2: Thicker, fattier bacon. It's now, British bacon, though, is very different from American bacon. It's, it's a different cut of meat. It's, mm. um, it's not smoky, uh, necessarily. So, you know what this smells like to me?
3: Hmm. It
1: smells like Bakos. Guess what it tastes like? Bakos. Yeah. yeah. It is. The Bakos kid, but it's very, it the smell is stronger than the taste. Mm-hmm. Again, Probably I've not had this
2: particular flavor in about forty years. But this is this is a more powerful flavor mm-hmm. than the roast chicken. Definitely in the cheese and onion. That's good. This is kind of up there with the pickled onion as far as just in your face flavor. An umami bomb.
0: <laughs> yeah. It really is. Yeah. Umami bomb is a perfect way to put it. Because that smokiness and that like that's one of those things that we figured out how to do well mm-hmm. is Uh, smoke. I wonder if, if this uses, now I'm taking a look on this to see smoky bacon seasoning. All right. Have you guys ever, uh, used, have you ever cooked with liquid smoke? Yes. Yes. It almost tastes like that. You know, that sort of, which I, which I found out the way that they make liquid smoke is it's the, it's basically double boilers and it's the condensation on the outside of something that's actually being smoked. So it's not an artificial flavor. Right. It's being, it's just smoke being distilled.
2: Yeah, if, if you've got, you know, if you don't have time to, or the space to put up a smoker outside, mm-hmm. there's no shame in liquid smoke. It can be a delightful addition to ribs that you make in the oven.
0: Mm-hmm. And this has the right amount of smoke to it. What do you think, Hal?
1: Oh, uh, it's decent. I like it. Mm-hmm. A little weak. It's you smoky think it's the, again. The scent is better. The reason why it tastes like bacon and why it has that bacon is has like a liquid smoke aspect to it. Mm-hmm. If, you, if you've ever used liquid smoke, if you're if you're if you don't have a smoker, you can add a little liquid smoke to something. It will give it a smoky flavor. Yeah, it's not this. It's no substitute for the smoking process. I want to be clear for all the barbecue enthusiasts out there, right? But. Yeah, we don't want Gertler coming after us. Yeah, uh, you know, for what it is, it's fine. I just, uh, it's good, not great. That's what I'd say yeah. about it.
2: The most disturbing uh, thing to me about these is the spelling of smoky. S-M-O-K-Y? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Uh, well, I grew up in East Tennessee, and that's how we spell the mountains is there. It? So okay. I'm so used to seeing smoky without that the one. E. Is it because it doesn't have the e. I Yeah. 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 But you hear. Yeah. That's just bear specific, up. isn't it? Isn't the E in smoky bear specific?
2: Uh, I've got, I'm looking up some, like this Smokey's Barbecue House with the E, Smoky yeah. Bones Rockford. But here in Madison, Smokey John's is with the no E, yeah. um, which is a pretty decent barbecue place.
1: Yeah. Um, it's normally EY here in the States. It is an EY. Okay. That's a traditional. I'm looking up in HarperCollins
2: right now. I should look up in Webster's because Webster's follows me on Twitter. Sorry, Webster.
3: The
0: dictionary um, follows you on Twitter?
2: I know it this is the the supreme irony with <laughs> so my typos. <laughs> That's pretty great.
0: Um,
2: well, so have we? Have is that? Does that conclude our taste test? That is. There is one. There are two flavors which I was not able to obtain. Mm-hmm. This uh, uh, these last two drinks. Roadkill. No, no, sir. At roadkill uh, and hot dog. I would not share a hot dog if I found it. Wow. wow, those because those are Uh But the, as far as classic to me. As far as classic British flavors for crisps go, I remember – I seem to remember roast beef, but it could have been beef and onion, mm-hmm. which Walker's brought back in 2015. I'm, but I've not seen this, and it's definitely not in their meaty pack with the smoky bacon, the roasted yeah. chicken, the prawn cocktail, and the cheese and onion.
0: Well, of the ones um, we have then. Yes. That oh I'm sorry um, was there was there there was one
2: other one you you were gonna say no beef and onion and the other one is more of a seasonal because I don't often see pickled onion around uh, but occasionally you'll see pickled onion and occasionally you'll see Worcestershire sauce which comes in a purple oh. bag mm-hmm. um and occasionally uh, another this is seems to me if my memory serves me correctly a little more rare um is marmite. You can get marmite flavored crisps all oh, the time, wow. time. So these aren't in the so what I try to give you is basically what you can get on an average day somewhere in the United Kingdom, um, yeah. of Great Britain, Wales, Scotland, and Northern Ireland. Um and, yeah, so these this is this is basically you know the core of British crispdom. All right. Ooh. By the way, here's something which I just learned. I mean, okay, so most, most of the time in Britain, salt and vinegar is blue, cheese and onion is green. And I feel I'm being gaslit here because walkers, mm-hmm. cheese and onion is blue, salt yes. and vinegar is green. And mm-hmm. my memory tells me that when I was a child, it was the other way around. But I went to Walker's. Walker's has got a website and they've got a essentially answer frequently asked questions page. Mm -hmm. And according to them, their salt and vinegar has always been green and their cheese and onion has always been blue. Well, and my memory just does not agree with this, but you know, I have assuming uh, other people can correct, uh, can see this and say that yes, they are correct. Look, I'm going to be honest. On
0: this particular episode about British crisps, I did not have Mandela effect on my bingo card, <laughs> but I'm going to write it into the free space in the middle. It's
3: it's Mandela a lot
1: effect.
2: Uh, well, Let a lot of people, but really a lot is. of people let's, agree because Walkers had to actually
1: state yeah. we did not change our colors here. All, so all of got, our lives are a lie. We learn as we age. I, here's what I want to do. Okay. I, sometimes we would go and like eliminate the one by one. Mm-hmm. I think yes. there's a clear winner in this bunch of ch- of crisps rather yeah and i think it's one of the flavors all three of us ate
0: interesting
1: and i'm just quick yes or no do you have a clear favorite john yes or no yes okay mark do you have a clear favorite yes or no uh
0: no well yeah but it's one of the ones it's not one of the ones that you it's not gonna be roasted chicken i think it's roasted well because here's the thing it's not just about favorite we're trying to look objectively and objectively one thing that i can see that the roast chicken has going for it over the others is it is objectively tastes like it tastes like roast chicken
1: really i i like the cheese and onion and i'll tell you why because it is it's the mild actually works in its favor where it doesn't any of these other crisps the malted you know the prawn is like the notes are all over the place like it is Mm -hmm. It is hitting every sense in the exact wrong way. The salt and vinegar, (laughs) the vinegar is so overpowering that Mm. if you don't like malt vinegar, you cannot stomach these chips. The smoky bacon is fine. It's ultimately like a trick. The smell is way better than the taste. Yeah. The cheese and onion (laughs) has a good smell to it. And then you get alternating notes of the cheese and onion as you go through the bag. Are you picking this because it's the
0: only one you liked? (laughs) <laughs> no, it's, it's, cause it's, all the others have malt vinegar in them. So that eliminates like three right, of them off
1: the bat. But it's the first one. It's the first one we ate and it stuck with me and I wanted to eat more of it. And I haven't, and I like the smoky bacon, mm-hmm. but I haven't gone back to it because I like, I've had that. I yeah. will finish these cheese and onion tonight.
0: I am a fan of the cheese and onion ones. Um, and also I, you know, I love my history. And as a history nerd, the fact that these came out in night, the cheese and onion came out in 1952 and were the first time that the Walker's company was like, oh, someone know, won a Nobel Prize for a big piece of science. Let's figure out how to make it t- make our crisps taste like a plowman's lunch using right. that technology. It is the one that there's all the other ones are standing on its shoulders. And maybe as they through history got added more and more flavor. Not not just variety, but as far as the punch of the flavor, keeping these pretty mild feels like a cool, good thing to do. So I think and I, I think that I would argue that the winner is going to be one of the big three uh for Walkers, which is the uh simply salt or ready salted, salt and vinegar, or cheese and onion. And of those, I I would agree with that. Uh what was your what was your favorite going in, John, and what are your thoughts?
2: Okay, so here's the interesting thing for me. For years, years and years and years, I was all about the salt and vinegar. Mm-hmm. I love salt and vinegar as a flavor. Again, you you know my habits of drowning uh, chips in these things. I was surprised. Roast chicken was much better than I remembered it mm-hmm. as a kid. Roast chicken was never really stuck with me as a kid. But over the last couple of years, and it's like I, I was telling myself I would only – Put in a vote here as a tiebreaker if it was needed. Yeah. But honestly, my favorite flavor over the last couple of years has been cheese and onion. Wow. I think it's wonderful. It's it's subtler than the salt and vinegar. It does uh, have that unique British flavor. You don't find this particular flavor anywhere else in the world that I know of. Uh, you yeah. know, possibly Australia. Okay, Ireland. Yes. Mm-hmm potatoes as the brand in ireland but you know this is this is very much a flavor of childhood it stands up it's been <laughs> 50 years now um, and when i come back from britain i will pick up these multi-packs for friends but i will tend to pick up a six pack of
1: cheese and onion for myself there you go well people of the world There you go. Sometimes you can have a crisp that you've never had before, and and you understand the feeling of nostalgia that it elicits. Obviously, for John, that's a real nostalgia. He grew up with it. Mark and I did not. But I understand there's something familiar about the flavor of it, which I think also is what drew me to it. So you can go to England and find these. You also may find, and maybe it's just out here in LA, I'm sure New York has some similar, but there are enclaves of British folks. And so there are British specialty shops owned by Brits where they may have these. Mm-hmm. But give, give them a try. In fact, why don't you try that prawn cocktail and get back to Uncle Hal and let me know what you thought of it. Wow. About, huh? The that. winner of this episode, though, is cheese and onion. Thank you, Walkers. Asked and answered.
0: And thank you, John, so much for coming on the show. Where do you want people to find you? What do you got going on right now? Do you have, yeah. uh, you have more Dork Tower coming out? You have games coming yes. out? You have what's going on?
2: Yeah, so we've got uh the Dork Tower web strip is at dorktower.com it's updated 3 times a week thanks to a extraordinarily successful patreon campaign uh there's more munchkin coming out all the time uh munchkin has been translated into i believe 19 different languages No kidding. more than 7500 munchkin cards
0: that's so cool
2: and munchkin warhammer and Warhammer 40K is now being sold in the official Warhammer stores all across the world, which is kind of a thrill for a gaming geek like myself. Yeah. So there's all, always more games coming out, always more cartoons coming out. Um, I'm going to be doing a Kickstarter late spring, finally going to be doing the complete run of the over 2,000 Tower web strips online. No that have never been kidding. collected in print form before. So that's going to be one of the big projects for the year. That's very cool. Dork, D-O-R-K, Tower, T-O-W-E-R, the new flavor from Walkers.
0: Yeah, they're going to have Dork Cocktail. (laughs) Yes.
3: That's really
0: really what we do here every week on We Got This with Mark and Hal. We create a delightful and delicious Dork Cocktail. And uh, if you'd like to become a member of the network that provides that every week, visit MaximumFun.org slash join Pledge Drive. MaximumFun.org slash join membership drive is going to be starting next week but in the meantime this topic is closed there are many more topics to discuss so please
1: reach out to us on twitter or you can email us we got this podcast at gmail.com or share your favorite crisp flavors over at facebook.com slash groups Slash, we got this podcast, the greatest place on the internet to safely argue. Thank you to producer Ken Plume. You can support him at patreon.com slash Ken Plume. Thank you to researcher Kate McManus, graphic designer Uri Kilman and QA engineer Jen Alba. And thanks, of course, to our musicians, Jonathan
0: Dinerstein and Mike Furman for our score and theme song, respectively. And thanks to you, the people of the world, for giving us a chance to try a bunch of crisps. This is not what I thought being a podcast was ever going to turn into and you know what it's one of those just delightful surprise days on the show when you get to do something really fun with a really really fun guest so john thanks for being here and to the people of the world who have made this possible thank you thank you thank you for hal loveland i'm mark gagliardi
1: for mark gagliardi i'm hal loveland and don't worry everybody we got got this we got this
2: What is that from that's the ruddles oh my god that's brilliant the ruddles oh my god oh bravo, ken. bravo
0: wait are they specifically talking about walker's cheese and onion
2: just cheese and onion crisps in general but yes this would be yes oh my god <laughs> oh ken bravo bravo